0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Garage beer.
1: This week on the Garage Beers podcast, it's episode 43, and we've got a lot to break down. The Browns, a Monday Night Football thriller come up just short against the ravens we'll talk about sunday night coming up this week against the giants and so much more plus we've had our first look at the cleveland cavaliers and to come on and talk some jerseys with us a buddy of mine for 20 years hosts a podcast it's called the aesthetically speaking podcast it's great all they do is talk about sports and the aesthetics of sports so uniforms and colors and logos and mascots and all that his name is jared gilkerson he's joining us To break that down, plus the big news from the Indians changing the name, all that plus Garage Beers of the Week. So come on up the driveway, pull out your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. Hello and welcome everybody to episode 43 of the Garage Beers podcast. Go find the show on our social media pages at The Garage Beers on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find us at The Garage Beers podcast on Facebook as well. I'm your host, Michael Keefe. You can find me online at Garage Beers Mike. And with me as always the best co-hosts there are getting ready to have a great episode talking a lot of Cleveland sports over on the east side of Cleveland find him online at garage beers Chad Chad Meyer what's going on Chad Hi. Hi. uh what's up guys
2: yeah I'm doing good um you know uh, um you know a- a- as upsetting as the Indians name change might be to some there was something good that happened in baseball today um you know, I mean, and and which they kind of needed because nobody's ruining baseball like baseball is. Uh, so, um, the major league baseball today decided to that the the, the Negro leagues, uh, their stats from 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 Negro leagues will be considered major league baseball stats now. They're they're going to be converted. They're going to be recognized by major league baseball. And I thought that's just. That's just great. I mean, that's very transcendent of Rob Manfred, and he's done some stupid things. <laughs> As he's been right. a
1: total idiot.
2: He's been a total <laughs>
1: idiot, but good on him for doing this. Completely agree with you. It is uh, – it's been too long that they made that decision, especially just purely for the sake of the, the number of uh, Negro League players that wound up uh, playing in Major League Baseball that eventually crossed over into Major League Baseball – yeah, those yeah. stats should count. Those were phenomenal baseball players, pioneers of the game, and that's really, really cool that they did that. I'm with you on that, Jed.
2: One of the things that I'm curious to see how it handles, like if those are actually going to be converted and considered major league baseball stats. Josh Gibson hit almost 800 home runs in his professional career, so I'm curious whether he might, like, they might, he might be considered the new home run king of major league baseball. So just stuff like that, you know. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, you should, and, and, and I would imagine they considered that before they made that announcement, right? Like, yeah, if there are people that hold records, and we're going to count these as Major League Baseball records, yeah, if you hit almost 800 right. home runs, yeah, Josh Gibson should be the home run king.
2: Right. I right. got no arguments so, yeah. with that. Yeah, and it's going to piss off Barry Bonds, but hey. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh. who cares? Barry should have hit more homers, and I love Barry Bonds, and and yeah. I will fight tooth and nail the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame. Right. Uh, is absurd, but yeah, I mean, Hey, right. if you're going to count it, you're going to count it. Uh, yeah. so cool. Good point. Way to way to bring things up there, Chad, uh, uh, yeah. a little uplifting story to start <laughs> the podcast. Gotta love that. Yeah. Uh, normally in Nashville, Tennessee, but spending the holidays with us up here in the Cleveland. Mm. Uh, we got Joey Whalen find him online at garage beers. Joe, what's going on, Joe?
3: Oh boy. How do you follow that? Um, good luck. <laughs> here's a half ass <laughs> attempt. I love uh, not being in the South. Uh, when it snows, because um, the funniest thing about snow in the South is that there's like this huge like surge of people going to the grocery store because they think they're gonna get snowed in for days, even if it's like a dusting of snow, and you like literally won't be able to buy milk, bread, beer, or frozen pizza. And, oh God! <laughs> and I, you know, if anything I else outside. You're doing. No, no joke. It is those four things. It is the it is the planners with the milk and bread, and it's the partiers with the pizza and the beer. And uh, I don't have to worry about that here. It's just kind of like a nice, like little, like detox of uh, anxiety for me. Um, so with that being said, um, I've had some Italian food tonight I have some beer. Uh, let's get ready for this uh, half inch of snow again.
1: I love it. Up, all here, right. we're all, up here, we're all complaining because just mere days ago we had feet of snow on the ground yeah. and it's all gone and we're all like no, but Christmas, come on yeah. snow. Let's go. Down Let's there, go. they're like, buy those four things but leave the bananas. I swear yeah. to God, for
2: every banana I find missing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, you Southerners, man. You guys are a special bunch.
3: Very special, that's for sure.
1: Hey, that's all right. All right, so we got the crew here. Going to be joined by a special guest in just a bit. But before we get to that, uh, we have got our favorite segment every week. It's our Garage Beers of the Week segment. Uh, So we're going to throw it around the horn, talk about what we're drinking. uh, And as you listen, get onto our social media pages. Let us know what you're drinking this week and give us any recommendations. Uh, We are always looking for new things to bring onto the podcast. So we're going to start... Uh, we'll start over there in Avon, Joey. What are you drinking tonight?
3: Yeah, um, this is a new, like, not Christmas sale beer, but a new beer. I don't know if this is the first year they started this, but it's Great Lakes uh, Triple Dog Dare. Ooh. Uh, okay. It's a, it's a great bottle. It's got three dogs on it. Uh, the Bumpuses' dogs grabbing the turkey from uh, um, the Christmas Story house, which is kind of funny. Um, but it is a Belgian style triple ale and it is so good it is so smooth uh a little citrusy and very like clovey uh this is one of my favorite beers i think i've ever had from great lakes i think i might like it better than the christmas sale honestly it is so good
1: man it's it's really really good that clovey i like that in a beer and i, I mm-hmm. i'm not a belgian beer type of guy i don't drink a lot of belgian beers uh although i don't dislike them i can i can drink like one of them and i'm good uh but that I bought and it's really, really good. This really, is, really it, good.
3: It's a nine percent beer, and it, it kind of just drinks like a bud. Like it's, it's so easy going. <laughs> oh down. boy, there's no bite to it or anything. It's crazy. I don't know how they Hold put on. all that in there. Bef-
1: before we go to Chad, <laughs> speaking of what you just said, I think as a as a uh, a member of this podcast, we need to take a second to discuss <laughs> to discuss the nature. Of what happened on Monday after Monday Night Football this last week, <laughs> when, we, when we were trying to put out a recap video. Oh, you know, I, I think
3: I got a couple calls from you that night, but I was passed out as soon as oh, that game
1: ended. Oh boy,
2: I should
3: have
1: been. You,
2: you oh. were beyond hammered,
1: dude. And it was did you,
2: incredible. Did,
1: did you play so my, the game? Yeah, my boy Bill. Oh God, my You're, boy Bill lives gone. in Seattle. We got on a Zoom call to watch the game. Oh no. And he had a buddy over, and his buddy's a big Browns fan. He's a Browns fan. And anyways, they play a game where they take a shot every time the Browns score a touchdown. Well, at the beginning of the game, he was like, Mike, you want to play the game? And I'm like, I'm like, we're playing the Ravens. Like I'm I'm hoping we're gonna win like 21 to 17. That gives me three (laughs) shots. Sweet. No big deal. The Browns score 42 freaking points. I'm six shots plus whatever beer I was drinking into that night. Oh boy. I woke up the next morning to text messages from Chad that were like, Hey, can we delete some of those? And I was like, What does that mean? Like, I remember doing it. I remember we were having technical issues. I was like, What do you mean? Do, can we delete some of those? I went onto our Twitter page. There were like seven of them.
2: <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: And here's what's funny, and then we'll get to Chad. Here's what's funny I didn't watch one second of one of them. I was just like, just morbidly ob- uh, embarrassed, almost an obese. <laughs> 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 I was just, I was just mortified, just absolutely mortified, uh, and I just deleted all of them. So, if you're one of the lucky listeners that got a chance to catch that disaster, you're welcome. Yeah,
4: you're fine.
1: We'll try I'm it fine. again Sunday night. We'll try it again uh, Sunday night. <laughs> what an <laughs> incredible lucky, brand. <laughs> luckily, luckily they couldn't hear.
2: You at all. Like in the first couple of videos, it was just me going, yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And you were like – and you somehow thought that if you talk to me through the phone – that the, hear, that the listeners would hear, the listeners would hear you through course. the phone right. on my phone. Correct. <laughs> and, and I don't know. It was like, you want to watch? Do you want? You want to go outside, watch <laughs> me kick my ass? That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. That's fine. I go outside, watch me kick my ass,
3: dude. <laughs> it hey, was you know disaster. this? That could be just an opportunity for. I mean, that could be just like a marketing opportunity for us. Like maybe oh, that's, that's the brand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Post-Browns post game, go on Twitter Live. You're, you're going to get something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Chad,
1: I don't know if it's a Chad. treat or not, but it's something.
2: Chad, shut the fuck up and talk.
1: <laughs> Listen, uh, if you were one of the lucky ones to catch it, you're welcome. If not, sorry, but it's gone forever. <laughs> All right, Chad, oh, man. take it away. What's your Garage Beer of the Week this week?
2: Gentlemen, this week I have a one-off. And by one-offs, I mean this is something that a brewery is making – and they're not going to make again unless there is a huge request for it to come back. So, gentlemen, I went to the brew kettle this week, and I have Captain Jack's Bounty. Ooh. Nice. It is an uh, imperial version of their beer called the Applejack. It's an apple crisp-inspired ale. That, uh, But this one, this imperial version was disti- was what it was in collaboration with Western Reserve distillers, so it was aged in their rum barrels. Oh it was aged in their rum wow. barrels, but it, it, it wasn't aged for very long. So there's just a slight there, there's just a slight they call it a kiss of rum flavoring
4: uh a, a in
2: zhuzh. the beer, and and it's absolutely delicious. Like like it's it's amazing. It's well balanced. It's got the perfect mix of apple with a slight, a slight kiss of rum, and uh, yeah, I, I I highly recommend. Like, if you didn't if you didn't get this while they have it out, it's your loss because it is awesome.
1: Nice, awesome. Mm-hmm. So a couple local beers to start us off. Great Lakes and the Brew Kettle, and I'm going to keep it local. I'm going to give a shout out again. Uh, a friend of the show. Uh, she listens to it. Uh, she was actually listening to it when I got to her house today, <laughs> uh, which was kind of weird, uh, but. Uh, she texted me. Her name is Lauren Walden. She's awesome. Uh, she is, uh, she likes our show. She listens. She comments. She's, she's great. She, uh, sent me a text that said, I've got a few beers that are kind of like rare beers or sold out real fast beers. And I want you to try some of these. Uh, so she texted me last week. I texted her today. I said, I want to come get them so I can do one on the podcast. And holy shit. Am I glad I did oh, Okay. beers over to her. She gave me five beers. I cracked open this one from a, an underrated and really good brewery right in downtown Cleveland, Noble Beast Brewery. Uh, I ah. haven't had a Noble Beast on here. I don't. I think it was like one of our first weeks was a Noble Beast. Uh, it's whenever we had lagers when the fans chose lager for us.
2: Uh, sure. sure. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's the last time I had a Noble Beast on, and I am so glad I have another one. They, uh, she told me they sold out of this one. It's hard to get right now, but it's called Noble Beast Cookies and Milk. It oh, I've heard it is I've a heard. bourbon barrel-aged imperial what? stout. 10.3%. Oh, my God. It Good Lord. The can is awesome. It's got a Christmas theme to it. Cookies and milk, nice. obviously. You leave it out for Santa. Nice. Uh, and, wow, this thing is like the darkest material ever made. Oh, my God. Like It absorbs light. Yeah. It tastes like it. It is awesome. It is just it's- it's almost a perfect beer, I think. It's it tastes almost like, perfect. They're tastes tastes like bringing the heat with the barrel light. aged. What'd you say?
2: I said it tastes like it absorbs light. How does that happen?
1: Listen, if I knew how to exp- explain that better, I would. But you're just gonna have to use your imagination. <laughs> Okay. I like
2: it. It just takes a while for thoughts to get through my big head. You know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Listen, guys, I think we all did because Joey, your beer, we kind of had a theme this week and we didn't even talk about it. Joey, your beer is like part of a special release for Great Lakes. It's part of their like legendary series or whatever they call it. Mm. Uh, So they didn't release a ton of those. Obviously Chad, Brew Kettle didn't release a ton of yours and Noble Beast. These are very difficult to get right now. So kind of tough to get beers right now. Uh, Theme of the podcast. So Great Lakes, Brew Kettle, Noble Beast. Those are our garage breweries of the week. Those are our garage beers of the week. Cheers to you guys. Cheers to the listeners. And again, go out, let us know what you're drinking this week uh, and give us suggestions. If you've had something that's awesome that you haven't heard us review on the podcast, send it our way. We will be happy to give it a shot. So with that being said, now we're really excited. Uh, It's a hot button topic in Cleveland. Uh, Some people hate it. Some people refuse to understand it. Uh, Some people understand it and still don't like it. Other people are happy about it, and there's everywhere in between. Uh, But we are going to spend a few minutes talking about the news that broke this week. The Cleveland Indians uh, will no longer be the Cleveland Indians after the 2021 season. They will be a completely rebranded team. Uh, And to break that down, we're really excited right now uh, to bring in a special guest who has a podcast that focuses on nothing but the aesthetics of sports, jerseys, uniforms, colors, all of that. So we are really excited to be bringing in Jared Gilkerson from the Aesthetically Speaking podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast, Jared. What's going on,
5: man? You know, Mike, it's been a while. It has, it's it been too long. Way too long, my friend. It's been <laughs> s- since the good old Halo days. No, John Whoa. Halo. <laughs> oh, man, do, they, do, do your... Uh... Do all the hosts know what John Halo is? Not to get on off topic.
1: No, I don't think anybody knows what John Halo is. If you want to do a quick description, you're welcome to.
5: I don't know why we called it John Halo now, but we started (laughs) playing Halo in the college dorms down the hallway when that was all brand new. And then it just just morphed into this really brutal drinking game where if, you know, for each, like the first team to reach 25 kills, the other team did a shot, then 50, then 75. So if you trailed by too much... Early, you oh, we, were done. Toast. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, yeah. it was okay. brutal. Yeah, right. brutal. That's what so, we do, though. It's,
1: uh, it's, it's 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 we don't do things lightly. The old Bowling Green crew. We don't take things lightly, and when we're playing Halo, we're playing John Damn Halo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're getting
5: messed up. We'll have now, a whole Jared, podcast now, about it.
2: Now, Jared, when you say uh, it's been too long, like it's been too long since you've seen each other.
5: Well yes yes and and, and other things okay. we won't we won't we won't get into <laughs> well, wow
2: okay. so so all so you're saying all of those times that mike went to san diego california he was in the same state I in once. the same state i went to, to san, san diego last sister. year one he's, time he's never come up and visit you oh man what a friend
5: you know what a friend you know i did visit
1: here in la once <laughs>
5: That L.A. visit was very good. It was when the uh, the new Rambo movie was uh, plastered <laughs> all over the billboards. Not the one that came out. The one that came out in like 2008. Yes, Yeah, correct. yeah, yeah.
1: Sure. <laughs> that was the last time I saw Jared in L.A.
5: Fat yes. Sylvester
1: Stallone shooting arrows.
2: Got
5: it. <laughs> yes, yes. And and uh, and, and, uh, and um, Mike, you know, that was maybe every 12 years. Like, we'll keep it to that. So 2032 will be the next one. <laughs> Count me in. I'm
1: on my way out. 2032. I'm booking my flight tonight. Perfect. All right. So again, Jared, uh, you host an awesome podcast. You're getting ready for season two of your podcast, right? Of aesthetically speaking, uh, where you guys, I think it's very fun. You guys talk about the, again, the aesthetics of sports. It's, it's, uh, colors and jerseys and, and mascots and logos and all that stuff. Uh, uh, you and Jason, uh do a great job with that you've had great guests Uh, we we talk about it all the time we're very lucky with some of the guests that we've had uh but you've had great guests over there uh justin turner uh now world series champion with the with the dodgers uh did you feel a little pride when 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 it was very like he was going through some terrific uh uh, scandal when they won the world series because he was covid and then he was like i don't care uh did you to re- be honest. like oh that's my boy that's my boy
5: <laughs> to be honest yes i i selfishly just thought man i hope the youtube page uh take gets a boost from this and then i was like i hope everyone's safe on the field
1: <laughs> well secondarily yes. yes yes i hope they're fine i guess yeah i
5: hope subscriptions were boosted and i hope that everyone's okay <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, So listen, it's a perfect time. You and I have been talking about this in the background for a little bit about how we can kind of get together. And we probably want to do this a little more, especially if we can have Jason join, we can get the whole crew together and whatnot. But uh, it's a perfect time for us being a Cleveland-based podcast uh, to have you on because the big announcement in the baseball world is out of Cleveland this week. And that is uh, a total rebrand coming for the the baseball team here in Cleveland. They're no longer going to be the Cleveland Indians. Uh, They obviously – a couple of years ago, got rid of the Chief Wahoo logo, uh, and so uh, again, I said it in my little video that I put out. I'm a little surprised by the people that are acting surprised by this, like they've been going this direction, but they made it official. So I don't know what are you, what were your kind of first thoughts uh, uh, when they made that announcement?
5: Well, guys, thanks for having me on. I really do appreciate it. I, I follow you all religiously on Instagram, and and uh, and Mike, uh, I really had a, a Zach Pliesack. Uh, kind of a flashback when you were uh, in your car with your latest post.
1: <laughs> no, don't.
5: <laughs> so I thought you were going to apologize for something, but then it just kind of just <laughs> started talking about uniforms and rebrands. I was like, oh, thank God. I could have done a police act. I'm sorry that you're offended. <laughs> I'm Zach Polisak. <laughs> Zach, if, if you could just, you know, like a dye your hair blonde, it would be perfect. Be you know nice me, I would sack. look great. You look great as a blonde, but we can get into that later. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. This is, it's fun to do a deep dive into like a, this is kind of like uncharted waters here with the team, like a rebrand with the team not leaving a city. You know, this happens a lot in college with a lot of the Native American names, but it doesn't happen a lot in the pros. Um, So this will be really interesting to see which way they go. I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, I think they have to just keep it related to Cleveland. Um, But I mean, before I get into the weeds there, the my initial reaction was with you, Mike, it's like, it's just, it was not surprising. I think it was overdue. um, And it looks good on Cleveland because they can, you know, be kind of on the forefront in front of some other teams before they change. Um, But I, I really think that, it was, it's necessary and it should be done. It looks good in the city. And the, the people who are kind of standing up against it, I, I really just, I don't understand it. It doesn't affect you in any way. It's just a team name. It's not like they're, if they're not announcing they're leaving the city. I mean, that's, that's, that's the huge deal. We're just, we're talking about changing logos on a hat. So it's, it's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. I don't know. We haven't really talked about it on the podcast yet. Again, I put out a little video, but I'm interested to hear Chad, Joe, uh, you know what you guys have, have, have thought about it as well.
3: Yeah. I don't like, (laughs) I don't really care. Like sweet. Like I'm all for rebrand. I think that's cool to be kind of on like, you know, we, we see these established franchises that have been around forever and being in Cleveland, we don't really get a lot of like new major sports that come to town aside from the Browns coming back and being the Browns again. So it's kind of a, it's kind of like a an opportunity for Cleveland to be part of that like, um, just a rebrand that they've never had before, um, you're on the ground floor of a new logo, kind of like a new identity for the team. Um, I think it's a cool opportunity. I mean, I and I say all this hoping that they're not the spiders. <laughs> if it's the spiders, I'm gonna, it, I might change teams. That might be why? the one that that gets me off the edge. Um, why? But why though? Oh, I just it's so kiddish and childish, and ooh, the spiders are gonna come get you, and <laughs> like the other like opposing ooh. stadiums are gonna have raid and stuff just to like spray us away. It's I don't know. I I, I just think I do, I think that's wow. a bad
1: in pretty wow. much wow. any stadium. I would guess. Yeah. Except that's just Tampa my Bay personal thing. I,
3: I just you know I'm not a big spider guy, but um, come on
2: out to the ballpark this Friday. It's <laughs> raid night. It's raid <laughs> yeah. night as the spiders.
1: Uh, come to town
2: for a four-game set.
1: Bring your cans of Raid. What? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, about What? What about you, Chad?
2: You know, listen. It, you know, Indians is what I grew up with. Sure, I'm going to miss it. You know, I, but but it 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 doesn't bug me. You know, it's going to take some time to get used to. Like, like like I said, I've just been it's been the Indians for so long. I've been hearing Hammy on the radio call them the Tribe, call them the Indians for so long. It's just it's going to be weird at first, but ultimately, if you're a Cleveland baseball fan, you, you know you're gonna you're gonna support them whether they're the Naps, the Guardians, the Indians, or the fucking or the shitbags. Like <laughs> like you're gonna like you're you're gonna support them whether whether that happens or not. I, I but. Yeah, uh, it, it just—I don't see why people are offended by it. You know, I—I I think, you know, there's just some people who are just so used to tradition, and a lot of the people that don't like it are just kind of these curmudgeony like, <laughs> like, 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 just cavemeny, live in the past, just don't want to change anything. Uh, you know, it's—it's it's offensive to somebody. It, it, it's offensive to a group of people, and like, who cares? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. That's 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 my opinion. Is is it's not a big deal. It, it's really
1: not a big deal. So, Jared, have you? Did you like? Because because again, they kind of hinted at this. I don't even remember how many months ago that was. But but it, it just all of a sudden all the names started flowing in of potential replacements for the Indians. Uh, we talked about it here on the podcast, and I think we went over like probably twenty five of those names. Uh, have you looked over those lists at all? Have you heard a couple of the suggestions? What are your are there any that stick out to you either in just a terrible way or a good way?
5: That's a good question, Mike. Uh, I think that you could get into some trouble if you start naming uh, a team after a, a player. Uh, Cause I thought maybe they would follow like, you know, okay, the Browns and you've got Paul Brown and, and there's a history there. So, but then you get into the weeds of, well, people are going to start looking up stuff on this player. And if there's any kind of, any arrest history or any involvement with the law—it's like that's done. Now you got to rebrand again. So I think the whole old like like the fellers sound kind of cool and the Dobies sound cool, but like you got to avoid it because like there could be something there which is, it's it's too bad and 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 um and so like I'm not against the spiders. I'm not against something like that. I I, I think you know, and then you have the I think something city related has to be. It has to be done here. And I think that baseball, you are in the easiest sport to, to rebrand and rename a team. I mean, teams are named after clothing and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and birds and cities, like the Metropolitans. Like, you can go anywhere with this. Please do yeah. not go like the Diamondbacks or, you know, don't, don't try too hard. You know, in, in the NBA with the Thunder and the, the, the Titans in the NFL, you do not need to come up with something – brand new come up with something towards uh, hell be the blue socks for crying out loud like they wear blue socks be the blue socks that's not going to yeah. be any kind of trouble and it sounds old school you know I'm just just spitballing yeah. but I'm mean, even I've even seen the midges thrown out there like oh god I mean that's it's it's, it's infamous <laughs> I remember where I was when I watched that game and when that thing when that all <laughs> happened and let's go for it and it just torments the Yankees it's great so um yeah. I mean you can you name still, your you can still after do a raid insect. night. You can yeah. yes. Great point. The raid <laughs> night can still happen. Uh yeah. you know, it's you know and then for maybe the the since it's 2020 it could be organic, you know, bio safe raid. So <laughs> there you um, go. It, it, yeah. And that's my that's my long-winded answer. I've seen the list. You can't name it after players. Name it something city oriented and don't name it the Cleveland baseball team because uh, the team in the nation's capital already took that great idea.
2: Just the uh, just an animal indigenous to Cleveland, just like the Cleveland turkey vultures. Oh my God! <laughs> just something like that. How about no, just roadkill?
1: Um, the roadkill.
2: <laughs> right now, I wanted to ask you. Now, I want to ask you, Jared. Like, I I see posts from people who don't want you know the spiders. You know, some people don't like the guardians just because or whatever, just because they think it's like. They 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 say it's too minor league-y. and when I think about it, it's like you really could equate a lot of these names to minor. Like what? Like what? I, I, is there anything that like separates like a minor league name from a major league name, or is it just like, or, or 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 does that not make a difference?
5: No, I think I think you have some. I mean, you guys have seen some ridiculous minor league baseball team names. There are some. Yeah. Oh yeah. To, to me, it sounds more like an arena. You know, an, an arena football team like that. Banana you slugs. Know, it, it, oh, see, that's that's great. You can't beat the banana <laughs> slugs. I, I think minor league no. baseball and college sports all have the best names, frankly. But yeah. <laughs> I think the guard, when you're talking about the Guardians and in some in some you know, I don't think as 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 much, but the spiders is in that category maybe a little bit. But I, the Guardians to me is that is the most milk toast name. It has zero passion behind it. And you're like, the guardians, they, you know, that does nothing, nothing. You know, Mike was in his car on the Instagram post. And he said, like, I don't care if they're named the squirrels. And I thought about it a little longer. I'm like, squirrels are kind of, they're all over the place in the Midwest. I I love a weird, goofy ass squirrel on your hat.
4: So I mean, it's like the Orioles,
5: you know, the Orioles have that goofy ass bird. You know, and it, it, after a while, it would become endearing. And I think that people would get into something kind of ridiculous. I kind of hope they choose something that's just odd.
1: Yeah, it's just squirrel tails coming out of your pants.
5: Well, I don't, Mike. The
1: one- <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, my bad. Uh, the, one that, the one that I keep going back to, because I like kind of blow it off at first, but then I keep coming back to it. But there's, there's also like, there's, there's tears to it. Uh, but somebody suggests the Commodore's. And, and and here's why I keep coming back to it. Right, you're you're on the lake, so it's water related. It's it, it it is a water related thing. But you're also your your AAA team is the Clippers. Uh, your single A team is the Captains. All of it is like nautical related. Uh, there's just something that keeps drawing me. And I think the Cleveland Commodores kind of sounds kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know. That's the one that keeps drawing me back in.
5: And the band, the Commodores, they could play like once <laughs> yeah. a year. Lionel Richie, wasn't that Lionel Richie? Then the fans will bring out the raid. That's when oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't. That makes no sense. But they're going to raid the Commodores. <laughs> yes. Oh man, that'd be great. That'd be better than the ten cent beer night.
1: So they kind of have to. They, they, the funny thing is, when you really dive deep into this, it's it's got to be full rebrand. Right? Like it's it, you're obviously going to have a new name, a new logo, a new. Uh, do you have a new mascot? Is Slider just going to be the mascot? Because Slider's an ambiguous blob of a creature is he still the mascot or is there a new mascot are there new colors you know that's all the stuff that that i think you got to dive deep like i I, to me it feels like they're just going to go completely separate from where they are and just come up with something totally different you
5: you know mike i i hope not i i i I don't i'm i just don't think it calls for it i i think um they already have a great logo with the c and i'm not opposed to them bringing back the, the 70 C that's cool. That's a cool looking logo too, but they already shifted from chief Wahoo to the C logo. And if you look, I think it's about 75% of MLB teams all have a city on the hat as opposed to a team name. Now you have some cool logos like the blue Jays. That's, that's, that's related to the team name, but I mean, I mean all the NY logos and then the current Cleveland logo, and then you've got KC and the twin cities for, for, you know, the twins and it's all very city based. So I, I think that, that it's already there. And I don't think you need to get rid of, you, you don't need to go crazy. You you don't need to do something like where, you know, the, the Sonics left Seattle and they go to Oklahoma city. I know it's a different, different city, but here's a good example. Here's a good example. In the mid nineties, the 49ers in the NFL, if you remember when they had an announcement after they've already won more than a handful of super bowls at that point they announced that they're going to have this ridiculous 49ers logo and getting rid of the sf and it lasted for literally 24 hours and (laughs) and the whole city hated it and there's there's no reason if you rename the team to the spiders that you need to have a goofy ass spider on the hat (laughs) keep the c like there's it's It's like with the Lakers, LeBron comes to town, and now we just have black in the uniforms. you know, it, it's, they call in the, in the uniform ward. it's it, it's it's black for black's sake. They, it's the Mets have done it. The Lakers everyone does it. They just throw in black, and it's for no reason, those purple uniforms for the Lakers are gorgeous. Gorgeous, but then they had to throw a huge black stripe down the side. Do not. Keep the red, keep the blue. You have the easiest path right now. The MLB is in a transition period with uniforms, transitioning back to the old school. And, you know, the Brewers look clean. The A's have never really changed, but they kind of they mix in that yellow more. And the Blue Jays are back. Uh, you know, who, uh, you know, The Orioles have brought back the old logo. Like, it's just a perfect time right now. I think you needed the early 2000s, the bad uniforms to get to this point. But it's, everything is there. You don't need to come out with a, with a dramatic rebrand. Pick a new name stylize it a little bit, keep the jerseys clean and be done with it. And please nothing rock and roll related because the only reason that the Rolling Stones are coming to Cleveland is because the building is there. That's it. Like no one is, it's not a destination rock city and stop trying to force it. It's just not a thing.
1: All right. So last question I have, cause I know you're on a time constraint, but one of the other cool names and I, you know, you being a Columbus guy uh, and, a, and a big Ohio state guy, the, the one name, the other name that I think is so good and has such a great story, but I don't, personally, I don't, I don't know how you would pull it off. but uh, And it's super timely. Chad brought it up at the beginning of our podcast. Uh, MLB just decided that they were going to count all Negro League records as MLB records. Uh, and Negro League stats are going to be MLB stats. And I think that's amazing. Cleveland had a Negro League team. They were the Buckeyes. Can the Buckeyes Coexist? Could you have a baseball team in Cleveland, the Cleveland Buckeyes, coexisting with the Ohio State Buckeyes?
5: I think you could, but I don't. I don't think you want to because it's just going to get trumped. You know, you're going to be the second Buckeyes. It's just it, no one wants to be that. You know, don't don't do it. There's no reason to do it. I love where, it, you know, I love where it comes from. I love the history aspect to it. But you can't, you can't do it again. Uh, it's just it's. It's it's they're ingrained. I mean, that's the Ohio college team and no one's, you know, you're not going to become better or bigger than that. And people talking casually, the Buckeyes. (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, for the, you know, the fan that doesn't know as much as we do, but like, you know, it's the casual talking. will just get confusing. You know, you can't do anything. I think you got to stay. I think you got to stay local. I, I, I mean, you guys, I've talked long enough here. What do you, does everyone have a, like a favorite? Honestly, I'm going for it right now. I'm going for the Cleveland midges. I'm going for that (laughs) moment. And that's what I'm voting for if I get a vote, but what do you guys all like?
3: I'd like, uh, uh, based on logo potential because of the, the bridge, I'd like the guardians personally
1: milk toast. You insulted his favorite. You insulted his favorite. I know. God, I know.
2: No, no No, you insulted. God, you're so plain, Joey. So <laughs> I plain, plain old Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I like the Guardians, but then you changed my mind. Uh, <laughs> uh man, I don't know. I don't know now. Uh yeah, we'll go with the we'll go with the squirrels. Yes, uh, yes. And, and, and no and then uh the Cleveland the Cleveland Grays. Just because if we do that, we can just have a whole color scheme in the city. We'll just need the Cavs to change their name to some, you know, like the like the Cavs, the Cleveland Orange. I don't, I don't Marooners. know. No, uh, yeah, the oh. Marooners. There we go. Ooh. The Marooners.
1: But, we all know uh, it's going to be yeah. the
5: Cleveland Ilgaskuses.
1: Just <laughs> Il- oh, oh, right off the tongue. <laughs> Uh Yeah, I don't know. And for me, uh, I don't know. But maybe so. Let's be the leg lamps. Let's let's do the leg lamp from the Christmas story. We all, we're proud of that. Yeah, we're just we're getting Completely obscure with it. I, no, I don't know. I, I, for me, again, it's it's kind of what I said in my video. I, I, I nothing about it. I actually like the Cleveland Grays. Now that you said that, uh, that is weird and boring and cool at the same time. And there's a lot of potential there. Uh, but I, I don't. Whatever they announce, if they announce spiders, I'm I'm not going to like. You know, Joe's like I might switch teams. I'm I'm not. That's my baseball Um, team. No, I'm not there. I love that team. Uh, And, and back to your initial point, Jared, like I, my life is not, was not, my life was fine either way, whether the Cleveland Indians, if they were never the Cleveland Indians, my life was going to be fine because they were, I like the Indians. It's going away. I'm okay with it. Like uh, no big deal, whatever they pick. uh, Even if I think it's stupid, I'm still going to go buy the hat as soon as it's released. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, it just, it just is what it is. So, uh, you know, I, I think I, I told you before, I think I'm a little bit on board with the Commodores. If they go that direction, I think it's kind of, kind of cool, but whatever they pick, man, I'm cool with it's our baseball team.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're, I'm all in, we're, we're in for the city. We're in for the team. I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. And, and I honestly, I was, you know, I think it was about 10 years ago. I went out and bought a chief Wahoo hat on purpose because I used to be Against the rename. I was really against it a decade ago. And I was all, I was, I stood up and I said, you know, this doesn't offend anybody. I had a totally different frame of mind for it. And I've completely, you know, 180. And um, I understand the plight and I understand the, the hurt that it may cause or that the hurt that it does cause. And so that hat is honestly, the hat's going in the garbage and I'll, I'll get whatever's new, but it's, I completely understand now. And it's uh you know, I don't think a lot of people will reverse, you know, it's a lot of people who just keep standing up for something that they don't even know what they're standing up for anymore. It's It's, right. it's, a, it's a baseball team name. They go out there, <laughs> they throw a ball, they hit it and they get the guy sometimes. out. Yeah. They, sometimes they do. Yeah. And I just want to, bring everyone together. And can we, can we just get Bob Wickman to be the model yeah. for the new uniform? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that yes. would be awesome. Just the mascot. He's got to be the be same awesome. size as slider yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Or just be the Wickmans. I mean, we know he's got a clean <laughs> past, right? There we go.
2: There we go. Now, Jared, before we let you go, I got one final question for you. Unrelated to the Indians. Uh, you know, I'm a big NHL guy. I just want to get your thoughts on the reverse retro jerseys this year.
5: you know when it first that's a great question when it first happened i was like what is this gimmick you know what i mean and they and they released a few and i uh, but wow there are some real gorgeous uniforms in here like i can't i can't pick my favorite but i just off the top of my head and i'm I'm kind of looking at it now i love the whalers that whole whalers Mm -hmm. throwback with the gray ones and then you know anything with yellow and black you've got you've got the, the the penguins is looks great boston looks great um Bringing back the Nordiques look for the Avalanche is really cool. And and I'm not going to pick anyone like Edmonton Oilers. That's a cool look. It doesn't look like a, you know, reverse retro to me. I I like to pick the ones that are the complete reverse and something brand new. And I love the Kings out here in LA. Like they combine the 90s look with the 70s look. So you got the purple purple and gold, but with the Gretzky logo. Uh, there are th- those look really cool and aesthetically speaking they look uh, oh. th- they 're going to look they 're going to look really clean on the ice it 's going to look mm-hmm. nice um, i can 't say the same about what 's happening in the nBA I think there 's a lot of good ones, but man the nba is <laughs> they 're like the kings we can get into that later, but they 're the kings of i mean they 're changing so much to the point where i think it 's kind of negative. But uh, I don't want to go to a deep dive there. But uh, this NHL, I love this reversal thing. Whoever's idea it was, take full credit. It's 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 beautiful. It's going to look great.
1: All right, man. We're going to let you get back to get back to work. Uh, listen, dude, we really appreciate it. Go listen to the aesthetically speaking podcast. You got season two coming up, right?
5: Season two, yeah, we've got uh, a couple on the bank. We're interviewing uh, some equipment managers for for different clubs. We've talked to uh, most recently, we're we're talking to some uh, NWSL teams, a league that's uh, on the rise big time, and um, some cool inside stories with uh you know what players like to do to their uniforms you know before games and and customs so uh and then we'll also do some more deep dives on some uh, uh pro wrestling of course so maybe yes. we'll, we'll have you guys on for that show right. we did a last year we did a summer slam best of and so we're Ooh. aiming i think to do it, it hopefully if we get it up in time a uh, a royal rumble yes and stuff. but if not wrestlemania for sure so if you guys are all wrestling guys uh, we'll, uh, we'll get some people on the pod and that's, uh, at aesthetics pod on Twitter and aesthetically speaking, underscore pod on Instagram guys. I really appreciate you having me on. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. If you like jerseys, if you like the colors and all this, you know, before you guys did this and, and I used to love just, you know, guys like Paul Lucas out there just doing all the Jersey stuff. It's awesome. So go listen. If you like that stuff, listen to aesthetically speaking or second season coming up soon, but Jared Gilkerson, man, really great having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks guys. All right. And thanks again. A great conversation, a great podcast. Go follow them. The aesthetically speaking podcast uh, on Twitter at it's at aesthetics pod. I'm not going to spell it for you. Look it up Uh, on Twitter aesthetics pod and on Instagram it's at aesthetically speaking underscore pod, Uh, but go follow them. Jared and Jason, they do a great job. Really fun. They talk about, baseball and football and wrestling and soccer and everything in between. It's a great time. Uh, So go give them a listen. Thank you again to Jared Gilkerson for jumping on with us. So yeah, boys, a lot of interesting stuff happening there. We're going to see the city uh, super mixed on it. I feel like everybody's mixed on it, but, uh, but we'll see uh, as time goes on, we'll see if they can, if they can come up with something cool. But having said all of that, let us get into uh, probably the most exciting thing that happened this week. Maybe the most exciting thing that's happened this NFL season. And it and it, it wound up in a loss for our hometown Browns. But I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is maybe the least upset I've ever been about a loss. Like, I don't know how you guys feel, but the Browns lose to the Ravens 47-42 to 42 in one of the most incredible football games. Like, that's one of those big it's like a bowl game in college that you feel like you talk about for years afterwards. It was one of the most Mm -hmm. fun football games I think I've ever watched. The Browns were as resilient as I think I've ever, I can even remember seeing them like that harkens back to cardiac kids days. They're down Mm -hmm. by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and they come back and take the lead. Uh, Ultimately they fall short, but like I'm not even, first of all, it didn't hurt their standing. So part of the reason I'm not mad is they're still the fifth seed in the playoffs at the season ended today. So does not hurt their standing, but what a game, guys. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. You kind of saw my thunder with the I'm not like super mad about it because it was just, it was so fun to watch. Um, and also, like, you know, we have two pretty decently winnable games the next two weeks that we need to win to secure a spot in the playoffs, um, which I think we can do. Uh, but that was just, it was so much fun. Like, one of my favorite things to come out. Uh, was they're talking about, you know, why did you let Kareem Hunt score with so much time left on the clock? And Kevin Spantz like, I honestly didn't think he could do it. And then he just muscled his way in, like giving props to Kareem for like the incredible play he had. But he was just doing a drag route uh, and uh, got in for the score, which was slightly unfortunate because of the timing, but like an incredible run by him.
1: But we need like, okay, that's a great point. I think we can have a little discussion about that. That is so, like, it's so fan and media-driven. I, I, and I like that Kevin Stefanski didn't just blow it off, and he was like, well, I guess. But, like, are we not Browns fans? Even this year, you could have first and goal from the one. You are not guaranteed to score touchdowns. Nope. Like, especially against a good defense. Mm-hmm. So if you have a chance to score with a minute left to tie the game, you don't know. You don't know that, first of all, Lamar Jackson was still on the shitter, I think, at the time. You don't know that he's—he oh not he was, he was coming not, back. He was the not. whole Bowl. All the time. You don't know.
3: Well, he was <laughs> back, but it was <laughs> definitely a pooper Bowl for sure.
1: You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know that they're not going to fumble the kickoff. You don't know that they're not going to muffle a snap. If you have a chance to tie the game, you take your—you take the tie game. You don't—you don't take a knee when you're down by a touchdown.
2: Well, I mean, I would have been interested to see the analytics on that, uh, just because. You know, with the with the way that the Ravens were running the football uh, on wow. uh, on this Browns defense, you just you you kind of had to think, yeah, sure. You, you, no, I don't think anyone was complaining about them scoring. Everyone was just worried about how quick they did. So uh, it's it could go either way. I mean, you talked about probabilities. Like you don't know you don't know that. You don't know, you know, you said you don't know if that they're going to fumble the kickoff. You don't know that they're going to, I don't know, do this and do that. But you also don't know that the Browns wouldn't have scored from first and goal with the one.
1: Right. So, so, it, the, so it, the only guarantee, the only known is that he's got a lane into the end zone and can, and can score, score a touchdown. That's the only known. Mm-hmm. So you go with that. <laughs> you tie <laughs> the game. You, sure. Uh, again. The next play, the Browns can fumble. You know, there's just so many unknowns. The only known was we can tie the game right here. There's a lane to the end zone. I'm going in.
2: Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's that. Um, You know, on the other – looking a little deeper into the game, you know, the Browns had their chances to kind of take momentum and grab a hold of this game in the first half with a couple of stops that the defenses actually did make. Uh, You know, they just couldn't get over that hump whether it been a poor interception or just going three and outs or that missed field goal, you know, the Browns had their chances, but you know, the second half, the offense came alive, but the defense uh, it, it couldn't really do much. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, but, but like you said, though, the resiliency that this team showed is something that just we haven't seen. Oh. I, I mean, since, since, since before most Browns fans these days were alive. <laughs> so uh, it, it's it was really exciting there's a lot to a lot of good to take away from this loss uh you, you, you know it, it, it was more of a it, it wasn't the same old browns uh from the from this loss it was wow yeah we lost but the browns are for
1: real yeah they they got into hey listen first of all i know the ravens stumbled uh, but they were super injury prone uh, covid prone they lost, they lost, like, all of their running backs. They lost their quarterback for a bit. They lost maybe the guy that might be the best defensive lineman in football right now, Calais Campbell, uh, is incredible. Uh, uh, you know, they, they were down and out during a stretch. But let's not forget that the Baltimore Ravens came into the season as Super Bowl contender, and that's about as healthy as they've been in weeks in that game. Let's not forget what happened week one when the browns just got absolutely trounced by the ravens they couldn't move the ball they couldn't score the ball and and now you go into this game where truly you just felt like the whichever team had the possession last was going to win the game is is how that game felt whoever yeah. had the ball last was going to win the game it happened to be the ravens
2: yeah and i think that's and i think i mean anybody who knows anything about the ravens knows tucker has a, a 240 yard field goal in his repertoire <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know the Ravens, and, and I think that's why most people are pointing to that scoring too quick is just because the Ravens didn't have to go far to be within field goal range of Justin Tucker. So I think that's yeah. the reason why people were worried about that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was an incredible game, regardless of, of, of anything that happened.
1: Yeah, right. uh, it, it, was, uh, it shows a, a lot of growth. Uh, to play like that with that team, the Ravens are gonna make the playoffs. They got eat that that was the hardest game left on the Ravens' schedule, uh, mm-hmm. and not saying they can't blow a game here or there, but that's a playoff team that you could see again. Uh, but again, the Browns, I'm telling you, if you watch that game, uh, I'm sure you thought, "Oh, this Browns team, this is this team is for real." Baker Mayfield is yeah. shutting everyone up. Yeah, mm-hmm. these last uh-huh. couple games, and again, once. Remember the games before these last couple were like the three worst weather games in like, it, they were crazy. Uh, yeah. Baker looks real comfortable in this system right now. Baker goes up against one of the best defenses <clears throat> and, and what a lot of people call the best defensive backfield in football. Yeah. And just, just carves him up for 343 yards, couple of touchdowns, scores another touchdown with his legs. Uh, yeah. I've been screaming it since the beginning. And I, even when we've talked about it with our guests, I don't want to make excuses for Baker Mayfield, but uh, after being through the turnover that he's been through with this team with the expectations that come with a first-round pick, looking at this guy now through 13 games, 14 weeks, basically, of this season, uh, it's what I tried to say all along. And, and I know you guys were pretty much on the same page there, but uh, – when this guy gets comfortable in a system that seems like it's going to be a steady system, there's not going to be a lot of change. Look out and look out. Indeed. Baker looked awesome on Monday. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I mean, the thing, the thing about this is is it's, it's another thing that it seems like going forward that we're going to have that we haven't had in so long. And that's stability. I mean, Stefanski looks like the part, you know, this coaching staff uh, is is not going to get broken up there. They're smart. They are using, utilizing the uh, the talent that they have to the best of their abilities. Uh, it, it's just the, the the gelling that watching this team grow and come together right now is just a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. So again, it's it's, I think it's the least upset I've ever been after a game because it it it, it more than anything it solidified. If they would have won, I would have been over the moon. But it more than anything solidified my belief that this Browns team is for real. Uh, it more than solidified my belief that uh, a lot of people were talking about the Browns, like, yeah, they'll get in the playoffs, but they're not going to, uh, they're not going to be, they're not going to go anywhere. And listen, they might not. Cause once you make the playoffs, every team you play is a good team. But, uh, but you can't tell me after watching that game, that that Browns team couldn't beat the Buffalo bills. Right. Oh, and yeah. the Buffalo bills are really good or that that right. Browns team couldn't beat the Titans again, or couldn't beat the Colts. Like, right. all good teams, but that team that played on Monday night and the team that played the week before against Tennessee, that team can beat anybody.
2: Yeah. My buddy my buddy texted me he uh, the other day. He goes, I wish the Browns and Ravens could, uh, could get a rematch in the playoffs. And I went, you know, they could, but it would be in the AFC championship game. And okay. the Browns would and the Browns would host the AFC Championship oh. game. That's <laughs> well, what it would be. Let's do that because Browns, Browns would be five and the Ravens would be six. Yeah. So uh, yeah. here we are.
1: <laughs> yeah. Listen. Let's. Uh, it, there was a lot of good. There was one thing that was super evident to me on the bad side. Uh, I'm a little tired of talking about the defensive backfield because it's depleted. You're missing starters everywhere. I mean, yeah. Literally, you not missing even
3: necessarily the major problem either,
1: right? And you're literally missing three starters out of four starters out of that. You're missing literally every starter, two cornerbacks, mm-hmm. two safeties, gone. So I just get a little tired of talking about that because you lose four starters in a position group. They're probably going to struggle a little bit. And and like you said, Joe, I don't think I don't think that was a problem. One huge glaring weakness on this team, man. Those linebackers are. So Super not fast.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, at, they at look Lamar fast, stuck in the mud.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I texted to you guys early uh, earlier in the week. Mac Wilson didn't record one tackle, not one single tackle. I saw a lot of olays. I saw I saw a lot of bullfighting, like Matador type type shit out there from him, but uh, he didn't record a single tackle. And uh, so after that, he really likes to get blocked. Too. All, all three of our linebackers like to get blocked. I mean, Malcolm Smith is okay, but I mean, I would say he's the best linebacker on this team. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be. It, I mean, it should be a point of emphasis this this off hmm
1: I think. I think. I mean, if, I, if I'm looking at these linebackers, I see B.J. Goodson, who I think is instinctually our best linebacker. I think he B.J. Goodson puts himself in good places because he's a smart football player and he, he kind of knows where to put himself. The problem with BJ Goodson is again, he's a linebacker in a defensive tackles body. Uh, and so he just athletically isn't the most incredible. Uh, I'm watching, like you said, Malcolm Smith a little more like that. He is instinctually a good player, puts himself in the right position, a little more fit. I, I, I might agree with you that he might be our best linebacker, but it's not, that's not a great thing. Uh, no. And then there's, then there's Mack. Who Mac Wilson is like a runaway Mack truck. R- Mac Wilson just runs all over the place. Incredibly gifted athletically, but uh, doesn't get off tackles well. Gets run over by running backs too often, uh, and, and just seems like he's kind of a bit of a chicken with his head cut off on there, out there just running around. Yep. And and then there's Taki Taki, who like some games can look okay, but then other games he just you don't even hear his name.
2: Yeah,
1: and he that was shows, the issue. He, he, like. I don't even remember hearing Taki Taki's name. I, I, the only times I remember hearing Mac Wilson's name are when he was getting bowled over or missing tackles. Like yeah. that linebacking core. When you go up against Lamar Jackson, your linebackers are insanely important. When they're not very good, uh, he covers yeah. you up. Yeah. Uh
2: huh. I yep. think. I mean, it, like, every, Mac exactly Wilson is why...
3: playing a little bit like a Barkevious Mingo
1: right
2: now. Oh no! <laughs> oh god.
3: Oh,
1: no, but like... Marquinius
2: Mingo, who has a ring, by the way.
1: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Well... That's true. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's, it's,
2: <laughs> it's not because of him. Like, it's not because no, of him. He just, so, yeah. he just so happened to be on the team. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but as the season goes on, boys, uh, and I consider the fact that... And, and by the way, uh, guys like Denzel Ward are looking like they're going to be back uh, mm-hmm. this upcoming week, thank God. But when I look at the defensive backfield, getting Denzel Ward and Ronnie Harrison and Grant Delpit and Greedy Williams, that is exciting to me. I'm ready for that. That that immediately is a massive upgrade, <coughs> yeah. an incredible upgrade. Uh, and hopefully those guys can figure out a way to stay healthy.
3: Yeah, oh, and uh, that's what you do the off season. You just draft some depth in there. You have all these one year contracts that are expiring. Um, with Kevin Johnson, I think Sandejo's on a one year too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can draft some Carl and safety and a uh, uh,
2: quarterback.
1: And go get those linebackers. That, oh, God, get first. Get linebackers. Yes. That, that is priority one for this team. If you put a few really good linebackers behind that defensive line, look out. That is a recipe for domination. But right now, they are not there. Here. <laughs>
2: Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. N- <laughs>
1: Stand by. We are on a podcast, Chad.
2: <laughs> yeah, I know. Stand by.
1: Are you taking okay, a Lamar cool. Jackson poop break?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm cr- are no, you cramping no, no, right no, I'm, I'm cr- now? I'm, cramp- I'm cramping, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, so here we go. You guys ready? Let me know if you guys want any of these players, okay? Yes. Yep. Be- these are the best defensive players available this offseason in free agency, okay? Okay. You got, Von- you got Von Miller on the Broncos. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Leonard Williams, New York Giants. Yes. Melvin yeah. Ingram of the Chargers. Is anybody going to say no to these players? Yeah, I'm, like, I know.
3: I'm not need, but like, I guess it'd be great as our third string quarterback.
2: Yeah, I mean, Yannick Yannick Ngakwe is a free agent. Uh, let's see, Justin Simmons of the Denver. Bra- yeah, go get, go get, go get all of these guys. Go <laughs> get all of these guys. <laughs> You're
1: not going to get all of these guys. And Why again, not? you also, I think we as Browns ha- fans have to remember that uh, the days of just having the most money in the world to spend are coming rapidly to a close. Uh, I think the bronze yes. front office knows that. So to think the bronze are going to go out and sign a bunch of free agents, probably not going to happen. Uh, Cause you got to worry about paying uh, everybody Baker and Chubb. If you're going to pay Chubb and yes. Denzel Ward, you got to worry about paying all these guys. Uh, but uh, one or two of those guys. Uh, yeah. That, that, you know, again, if you can get one of those impact middle linebackers, it's an immediate upgrade to this defense. Yeah, I'd imagine I mean, that
3: they'll sign maybe just like a veteran linebacker. That might not be kind of like one of the A-list ones off that list, and then yeah. draft probably first round a really good middle linebacker. If they're in the right spot for it, of course.
2: Sha- Shaquille Barrett. Uh, oh my God! Whew. Can you imagine? Can you imagine plucking Bud Dupree from the Steelers? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. Oh, oh, but- yeah. But again, I don't know. I don't know. He has a, he has a torn ACL. So uh, who knows?
1: (laughs) Listen, it would be great. You can never have too many pass rushers. Uh, But again, to me, the biggest impact that they need, I'm not worried about pass rushers per se right off the bat. You need that middle linebacker. You need that guy that knows when to fill the holes and how to fill the holes and how to spy a quarterback. If you're going to be going up against Lamar Jackson twice a year from here on out, you need a guy that's got the speed to do that. Ah, uh, that middle linebacker position, I think, is the most important thing for them to address.
2: Now, I would agree, but I think pass rusher is one B. Like, if if linebacker is one A, I think uh, pass rushing is one B. Because remember, Olivier Vernon is in a contract year, so you're gonna need somebody on the other side. For sure. Whether you sign them, whether you sign them or draft them, but you're gonna need someone on the other side yeah. of Miles after this year.
1: Yeah, crazy. <laughs> so, anyways, the Browns nine and four. Ain't nobody mad about that. <laughs> Browns nope. are nine and four. Uh, nope. Uh, still very much in control of their own destiny when it comes to the playoffs with three games remaining. And so let's jump in to this week, the game that got flexed, uh, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, it was really fun to watch the Browns play on Monday Night Football, by the way. That, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, LeBron,
2: the Br- and the Browns don't typically play that well on pr- in prime time. So it was awesome to see that.
1: Yes. Um, so we're going to get them again. And this game is um, at the beginning of the year for the first several weeks of the year. You just circled this one. Win easy. Yeah. Move on. Jets the next week. Win easy. That one still is like that. Uh, but this one, uh, these New York Giants are playing pretty good football. Uh,
2: no, was, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. This <laughs> is not.
1: This is a game where the defense has a chance to get right because the Giants are not a huge offensive threat team. Uh, I want to say Daniel Jones has eight touchdowns versus nine interceptions on the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Your leading rusher is Wayne Gallman. You don't have yeah. a lot of weapons offensively, so the Giants are, are not a huge threat to put up a lot of points. However, that Giants defense is one of the best defenses in football, uh, and they do just about everything well. So it's going to be yeah. another test for the Browns offense, which they passed this week. Uh, if they play like they played this week, they could put up 42 points again, but it'll be like 42 to 14 uh, because of the Giants. But this is a stout Giants defense, uh, and we're talking about primetime in New York. Uh, this this has a chance to be a really good game as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is a Giants defense that's seventh against the run, and they're like eight, like eighteenth against the pass. I believe when I looked up these, uh, when I looked up the uh, rankings, they're only giving up three point nine yards a carry uh, this this year throughout this game. So they've got a really really good defense. Um, you know, so that makes me think that this Browns offense it might have some trouble getting going early. But with how bad this Giants' offense is, I think eventually this this Browns' defense, kind of like kind of like what the Arizona Cardinals did this past week against the Giants, eventually that defense is just going to be on the field so much that that it, you know this this Browns' offense is just going to wear them down and wear them down. And I, I I just think this is going to be a game where uh, Chubb and Hunt might have a little bit of trouble getting going early, but I think. It's going to be one of those typical games you know, outside of these past two weeks where you're going to see them like just grind down on this defense, and they're going to get going late, and Chubb and Hunt are going to win this game for the Browns.
1: This is a New York Giants team that started 0-5. Yeah. They won their first game against Washington. Then they lost their next two. So at one point yeah. this season, they were 1-7. Yeah. And they are now 5-8. and so they are four and one in their last five games. Uh, right. They have played much better. Um, again, the competition hasn't been great in those games. Uh, but this is also that Giants team that did go out and beat the Seahawks. That's their that's their cornerstone win on the season. Uh, they followed that up this last week, though they got smoked by the Cardinals, twenty six to seven. But again, in a lot of those games, and this is why the Browns have to come ready offensively. In most of those games that they've won, they've scored like 17 points, 18, 19 points, 22 points. It is This is a non-high-powered offense. There are not a lot of threats out there. Daniel Jones, another one of those guys that can get out there on the run, so the linebackers got to be ready. Uh, but not a, a huge threat offensively. But, again, uh, if the Giants defense that showed up and held the Seahawks to 12 points shows up, it's going to be hard work for this team. So – Uh, uh, a pretty exciting, and this is a Giants team that even at five and eight is sitting right in contention for the NFC East, which is absurd.
2: Oh God, yeah. It's such a terrible division.
1: So how are you, how are you guys feeling? What, what's the, uh, what's the feeling going into this game? Are we still feeling like this should be a a pretty convincing win for the Browns or or does the Giants recent, you know, past five game stretch uh, give you a little bit of pause?
3: This would be more of a disappointing loss than like a feel-good win like this is i i still to me this is a game that you should win no problem um if this team is as as elite as elite as they want to be and think they are and as I, I think they are i think they have to go out there and put up some big numbers and uh shut them down on defense
2: is this a trap game, Joe? Because, I mean, the Jets are next week. Hey, hey Eagles took down the number one
3: seed in the <laughs> NFC last week. Don't tell me. Don't tell me to sleep on the Eagles. I don't no, care who's number
2: that quarterback.
1: three seed in the NFC East.
2: I mean, it's true, though. With Hurts, they, they look like a totally different football team. Yeah. But anyway.
3: Shut <laughs> anyway. down the Saints. <laughs> or no, I, I said NFC East. I meant the NFC. Just oh, yeah, I gotcha. The top seed in the NFC last week.
1: Yeah, listen, guys, I. I I, I agree with that. I think uh, uh, if the Browns win a close one, it'll kind of feel like the Jaguars game where you're not real super pumped that they, they won the game. Although you're happy they get to 10 wins. you know, It's not that we wouldn't be happy for that. It's just not a game you're going to talk about and be like, oh, did you see the Browns if they win a five-point game against the Giants? Uh, however, I do think if the Browns go out and play a complete game like they did against the Ravens, uh, uh and, and they're able to really dominate the game, I think absolutely that's a feel-good win. Uh, but I think you're 100% right, Joe. This is one where uh, if you lose this one, it's it's a huge stinger.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, w- I would agree if you lose this one, but I, I just – I don't think they're going to lose. Uh, I I just think, like I said, this is – you know, you made a good point, Mike, in where you said this is a chance for the defense to get right. This Giants offense is is just god-awful. And for as stout as this Giants defense is, I just, like I said earlier, I honestly think this Browns offense is just going to end up wearing them down <clears throat> and, wearing, and wearing them down. You know, I, you know, Stefanski is smart. If he's smart, if he's as smart as everyone think he is, if he's smart. Yeah, we obviously know he's smart. Uh, I, I, I think he's going to come out throwing the football. Uh, because he wants to, he basically wants to throw to set up the run now and and get this Giants, this what 18th ranked Giants pass to offense d- defense, on uh, you know on their heels a little bit and 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 that'll open up the run a little bit. So I just I, I do I just think this I just think this Giants defense is going to be on the field so much that they're eventually going to get grinded down and just get worn out. So I, I I I don't see this being a huge win, but I could see this being in the mold of like. Uh, of an Arizona Cardinals Giants game from last week. I could see this being a a 24 to to 10 type game.
3: Yeah. I really hate to see them being the Giants score over 20 points.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For as as good as the Giants, as stout as the Giants have been, again, they've been good against the run. Uh, They've been good. Their scoring defense has been decent. Uh, They're not a big turnover defense. They are – they're even in turnover uh, ratio on the season. Um, So it's not a huge turnover defense. The Browns, obviously a much better turnover defense and the giants a little more prone to turnovers. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's at least been interesting. The giants have been good enough to make life interesting. And again, if you're a giants coach uh, and you just got done watching the Browns play uh, the Baltimore Ravens, you obviously are not the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Daniel Jones is not Lamar Jackson, but Daniel Jones is a mobile quarterback. He can get out and run. He is fast. Uh, And so I think you maybe in your playbook, you take a page and you design some plays for Daniel Jones to keep the ball uh, to, to run it up the field and you make the Browns have to do something they couldn't really do all week against Baltimore.
2: Well, remember the, the another key point about this is is Jones is dealing with a leg injury, so there's no guarantee that he's going to be playing in his football game.
1: That's true. Mm-hmm. So, so
2: Joe Judge it hasn't announced yet whether Jones is going to be playing, so he could be hampered by that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's it's uh again, boys, we got three games left of this season, I know. and how incredible is it to know that, especially with a win this week, uh, that. The Brown, you're not going to be done watching the Browns in after the next three games. I mean, <laughs> that hasn't happened since 2002, uh, oh, thanks to Jim Sorge in Indianapolis. Uh, right. But, yeah, right. Uh, last thing I want to talk about with the Browns, real quick, did you see that this came out? Uh, right before the half, the Browns had the ball. Uh, it was not a good finish to the first half for the Browns. Uh, no. Baker tried to throw a Hail Mary. Did you see that that is the – uh, in like the Statcast era, it's the longest recorded throw in the NFL, in the entire Statcast era. Baker threw what? the ball seventy-four yards in the air. What? You no, his I, NBA, I, no idea. His I NBA mean, I, I, he I, I, I he do remember that.
2: <laughs> I do remember that, but I don't. I I and I know that like it went seventy-four yards in the air, but I didn't know that that was the longest <sighs> pass. Wow.
3: It was the
1: longest recorded pass in the StatCast era. Two things I will say about that. One, uh, the best part about that play, obviously it didn't work out. The best part about that play was the Ravens player running face first into the goalpost. Oh, my God. Uh, That was great. Uh, And two, uh, this narrative that – and I'm not that guy. I actually – I kind of like the broadcasters. Like, I, I don't think they're bad. Uh, I think they spent a lot of time talking about the good qualities of the Browns, but in Cleveland, we're here, we're conditioned to hear anything maybe bad they say, but they did. They came out after halftime and they talked about questions about Baker's arm strength <laughs> right after he threw the longest pass in the stat cast era. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. arm strength yeah. is fine boys.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Drew Aller from uh, quarterback from Medina is okay. the only person I've ever seen throw that far it live
1: uh, yeah, wow, so that's that's impressive, guys, yeah, I thought that was a fun stat that that yeah that was a cool thing to see, especially with all of these kind of weird made up questions about make- baker mayfield uh man and, and granted, I would have liked to have seen him throw it like sixty eight yards <laughs> into the end zone <laughs> boys, man, we really uh.
2: We really uh, put uh, put in our services, uh, called in the services of our crack research team today. We have all kinds of stats. We're here for this. <laughs> yeah, we are. We really
1: are. We are researched. We are well yes. researched.
2: Our crack research team in the back is uh, all kinds is, of crack. Is doing really well.
1: <laughs> all the crack. All right, so let's <laughs> transition. Oh well, before we transition off the Browns, uh, final score predictions for this week.
2: I'm going to stick with mine: twenty four to ten. 24
3: 10 for, oh, for Chad. Real? Yeah, I was going to do twenty-four ten as well.
1: 24-10 for Joseph. Uh, and I am going to say 31-17. All right.
2: All
3: right.
1: So ew. Go,
2: <laughs>
3: I hope not. 31, 17.
2: Joey goes, ew. Why I just hope they
3: don't score 17. I just I, – I really have low expectations and low hopes. High hopes for the low expectations of the uh, Giants offense.
1: Hey, listen, uh, again, part of the uh, part of the deal, and again, maybe the Browns, uh, before we get off the topic, if the Browns can get the running game going, the Giants won't score many points. No, if, no, they if won't. If the Browns can get the running game going, the Giants won't score many points. However, you saw this week against the Ravens, when the Browns passing game is going and it's going well, it's lethal. When the yeah. passing game is going well, it's lethal. <laughs> and uh, that could also mean more time on the field for the Giants. So uh, uh, my one very, very last thing about the Browns, shout-out David Njoku, uh, made some great plays uh, for stepping in for the injured Austin Hooper, and he has caught a lot of flack, a lot of it deservedly so, for bad drops and a weird attitude, or at least a weird reported attitude towards everything. Uh, But that dude stepped in and made plays on Monday night, and so a special shout-out goes to him because... He stepped up when they needed it most.
2: Yeah, no, I, I I agree. And you know, going going back to your point that you made a little bit uh, a few seconds ago, Mike, and, and that's why I think that the Browns are going to come out chucking it on Sunday night uh, is it, just because the strongest part of this Giants team is their run defense. So I I I really think that this uh, they're going to throw the ball all over the field. So Browns twenty four, Giants ten. <laughs> we moved to ten and four. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Can you dig it?
1: All right, so before we get off of the football topic, uh, we got a little trash talking that needs to get done uh, because in the, in the fantasy league that I have run for years, it is semifinal time. The first round of the playoffs was last week, and it's semi-final time. And of the 12 teams in the league, Chad is not in this league, of the 12 teams in the league, Two of the last four teams standing belong to myself and Joey Whalen. Mm-hmm. And we got two of us vying for a title. I am last year's winner. Joe won it sometime. Three years ago? Uh, yes, years ago? I don't know. It's Something been a while. Like we forget after that long. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, but uh, it is – we are on a crash course. We are not playing each other this week. Uh, actually, we brought up Lauren, who brought me my Garage Beer of the Week. I actually am playing Lauren. She was the top seed in the league, so I've got her this week. Uh, but Joe and I are on a crash course. If both our teams play well, uh, it could be a Garage Beers Fantasy Football Championship next week. Oh, and who who would have saw that coming?
3: I, I oh, All punch. of my players are um, in such a good position because they're all on teams that just have something to play for the next 2 weeks and i i have zero concern i'm just like i'm waiting for the weeks to just kind of tick by so i can collect my money honestly at this point oh, shit
1: shit ah oh, you know you were quiet for a while about this that's you were quiet for a while jo- joe you I was smug the whole time though you started off this year just talking a lot of shit mm-hmm. your team's the best and then like you suffered for it because your team sucked for a minute uh, but then you got Four it back. Games. Yeah. But but during the suck, you kind of shut up about your team, and you weren't talking a lot. And then you got it back, and you haven't really talked a lot. Now here you are again, talking <laughs> yeah. about just coasting in, getting it's ready. It's a collecting. ride or
3: die. <laughs> it's a ride or die kind of setup. My my team revolves around Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams.
1: Well, here you are talking about collecting your money, and my yeah. man, that just makes me feel like I'm going to see your opponent in the championship game next week. <laughs>
2: I don't. I don't
3: think so. <laughs> I, I just. I. I just find it so hard to believe. I'm like basically tied for the league league in points scored. I don't think I've scored under. We do like a PPR with two flexes, no kicker. And best decision ever. Best decision ever. Yep. I don't think I've scored under one thirty. I've clipped two hundred a couple of times this year, and uh, I, there's not really any good defenses that I'm playing this week. So it's just. I don't know it just doesn't seem like uh it seems like kind of a no-brainer
1: hey listen you say that
3: uh i would put more money on me winning this week and potentially next than i would the
1: browns beating the jets in two weeks you are so stupid you're an idiot <laughs> you, know <what? laughs> you know what go put your money on that so i can laugh at you got, go put your money put on that i'll
3: take that <laughs> so that i
1: can laugh at you when you are whining and crying about how you lost your money So yeah, I don't know. Uh, If you have listened to our podcast, you heard we did a fantasy football draft live during one of our podcasts with Joe. Uh, That,
4: if you remember, Joe had the
1: number one pick in that draft, uh, which was Christian McCaffrey, who has missed like the majority of the season. Uh, That team not doing quite as well, huh, Joe?
3: Can I just tell you who like my starting lineup is now? Because I don't know if like half the people I drafted are on it. Uh, we've been riding Justin Herbert at quarterback which has been fine he's he's mm-hmm. been pretty decent to us. It's a 14 team league so it's very thin like there's not not a ton of really good waiver wire pickups. Still have David Johnson has been a bust. I got Kenyon Drake in a, dra- a trade I think. I don't remember oh, how amazing. I got him. Or maybe I picked him up. Oh, I did pick him up. That's the thing there's also no IR slot. So if someone goes on your IR and you want to keep a bench spot you have to drop the player. Oh. So if someone dropped Kenyon Drake and I picked him up. I'm still 4 and 8. Uh, Adam Thielen, my second wide receiver is Christian Kirk, which was good for about two weeks. That would exactly uh, two weeks. Hayden Hurst. Uh... Oh! oh! Apparently oh Chad God. loves
1: Hayden Hurst.
2: Is that? Are you okay, Chad? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I knew it. Are I you okay? It. I knew it. I'm watching the Masked Singer right now, guys, and the the crocodile
1: was Nick Carter
2: from the Backstreet Boys. I knew it.
1: All along. Uh, you literally jumped off your wow. chair when you found out along. Nick Carter was
2: <laughs> What? No, I get I get excited. What when I, get one, I get I get excited when I get one of these right guys because you you know you all the clues that you gotta, you know, be a little uh, little sleuth. Little oh, plus, watch.
1: plus the Nick Carter poster on your on your wall in your bedroom, right?
2: No, it's on my ceiling. Okay, so I fall asleep <laughs> to it every night. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel good right now. I'm I'm one for six, <laughs> in, for in, six. In, in guesses right now. So here we go. Let's go. You, Sorry, guys. Continue.
3: <laughs> you know, one of my one of my favorite parts about fantasy is that I'll have a league where I'm just so confident and so just like I I know exactly what I'm talking about. Like I'm gonna win the next two weeks. Win the championship. And then every other league, I'm four and eight (laughs) and just (laughs) knocked out of the playoffs in like week seven or something because I have won like two games.
1: Uh, I don't see. I think I think I would have told you before you opened your dumb mouth tonight. I think I would have told you that I was rooting for you so that we could have the championship game and that would be fun. I think I want you to lose by a hundred. Now I think, I think I want you to lose. I think <laughs> I want you. I, I think I want the Packers to forfeit the game, and you just lose all the points. You're they, so mean, there's, Mike. There's still You're COVID just a mean out there. guy. I'm not mean. He just he just is like, listen. I would be. I'm gonna win the championship. I'd put more money on it than having the Browns beat the Jets. The minute you say that, I'm like, well, I hope you lose forever. It's your sure <laughs> yeah. yeah. thing. Again. It's your sure thing. <laughs>
3: I just don't see, I don't see any like uh, point of resistance in my schedule.
1: I listen, I appreciate, I guess the confidence uh, it's beyond confidence. Now it's, it's total arrogance. <laughs> yeah. It's just non-discreet cockiness is what's happening. That's what your team name should be called next year. It's just non-discreet cockiness. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? Uh, more oh, power man. to you. Uh I take back my statement. I hope you win this week so that I can be the one that beats you in the championship.
2: You know, Joe, yeah. you have a reason to be arrogant and cocky. Okay, fuck I do. Mike. Okay, <laughs> you, you you are gonna win the championship. All right.
3: I, I, you know, to to <laughs> to Mike's credit, though, how he's in this position, I don't know because he did not have a second, third, right, fourth, correct round pick, right. Because you traded them away last year? Sure. And then who was your sure. number one overall pick? My, my oh. I had
1: the fifth pick in the draft, and I had Ezekiel Elliott, and that's been uh, trash. So that went well. Yeah. Ugh. And then you had
2: Pla- Plaxico Burris on your bench. I get it.
1: No, listen, guy. Jared, get it. the resurgence of Jared Goff has uh, saved my ass. Having both of the, the top two Tennessee Titans wide receivers has saved my ass. I traded for uh, Stephon Diggs. Ooh. I traded for good. George Kittle. And then he played two weeks for me and was amazing. I traded for him before that one game where he went off and he scored me like 54 <laughs> points in one week. Uh, he goes out for the season. I go to the last place team and grab Darren Waller. So tight end wise, I'm doing all right. Uh, it just uh, and then uh, Jonathan um, Jonathan Taylor from Jonathan, Indianapolis has been good. Jonathan Chichu. Jonathan Chichu. Johnny Chichu. So yeah, that's right. Listen, we'll report back next week on the podcast, uh, but we very well – again, I'm not overlooking. Lauren uh, has been the top team in the league this season, uh, so she's got a great chance. I got a tough matchup. But there is a chance uh, that next week on the Garage Beers podcast we could be talking about a Michael versus Joey uh, finale championship round. And if you thought things got ugly here, uh, you just wait.
2: What is her team? What is Lauren's team?
1: What Smell my here? punch. No, who does she have? Well, Christian McCaffrey. uh, Yeah. So he, I think, is out, which would be enormous for me. Uh, And let's see. Who else does does Smell My Punt have? Deshaun Watson, Cooper Cup. Okay. Dalvin Cook. Ooh. uh, That's why
2: she's the number one seed is Dalvin fucking Cook.
1: Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Oh, him too. Okay. So, I mean, it's a good team. It's a real good team. All right. All right. We'll see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Fantasy football. Happens. Anything happens. going on? Have, have, were you just terrible at fantasy football this year, Chad? Me? No. Yeah. Like I said, I wasn't terrible. I talked to you guys a little bit about
2: it beforehand. I, I was just riddled. I, like, I was decimated by injuries. I had an incredible team. Like, my squad, my – this was my originally drafted roster. It's a 10-team league, okay, and I had the 10th pick overall, right? My quarterback was Dak Prescott, Okay. My uh, two running backs were Nick Chubb and Chris Carson. My uh, three wide receivers, oh, well, well, my two wide receivers were Michael Thomas and uh, oh god, and and Tyler Lockett, right? Tyler Lockett. My tight end, uh, my tight end wasn't very good. <laughs> who did I who did I draft as much? Oh, Evan Ingram, oh, and then yeah. I drafted, and then I drafted the Steelers defense. So I traded. I, I somehow finagled the trade. Where I got Julio Jones, right? So, nice. And 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 then the guy I traded Julio Jones with was a moron and had to drop <laughs> and had to drop somebody uh, when what like for our trade because he would have had too many receivers because there's a position limit in this league. They had to drop somebody, and uh, he dropped Stephon Diggs. So I, so uh, my my receiver. My receiving core was Diggs, Thomas, and Julio Jones. <laughs> so I just, I had a squad this year, but I was just decimated with injuries between Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott, Nick Chubb. I ended up six and seven. So, yeah, you know, it, it was, if my team would have stayed healthy, I think I would have been, I would have been 12 and one. But uh, those are
1: the breaks in fantasy football. Well, we'll give you an update this time next week, but we could be preparing for a Garage Beers finale. That'd be fun. Uh, I hope it happens. Uh, but we'll see. All right, so next topic. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about this a little bit because it's starting. And, frankly, it's been a shit ton of fun so far, even though these games don't matter. NBA preseason in full swing now. And I got to tell you guys, like, you know, we had Tim Elcorn on last week, and he talked to us about why he was excited, uh, what he was excited about, all that stuff. Uh, and through a couple games now, uh, I've watched some of these preseason games for the Cavs, Uh, I've listened to Tim Alcorn call some of these games. Uh, This this Cavaliers team, man, uh, I think this is going to be a fun one to watch. They've played two, like, their two games against the Pacers back-to-back were like, those felt like regular season games. Like, those were hard-fought preseason games. Uh, They were smoking the Knicks tonight until they basically took everybody out and the Knicks came back and won that game. But, like, the Cavs look like a lot of fun. And we're going to start with uh, the guy that – the guy that uh, uh, Tim Elcorn was raving about when they drafted him this year, Isaac Okoro, man, has looked really good. I, I don't know, uh, I don't know how much you guys have seen uh, of these games, but that kid. Uh, the big concern was with his shot coming out. His shot looks good. His playmaking is good. He's got a game winner <laughs> already. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a really fun year to be a Cavs fan. Because I think the expectations aren't super high. No. But I think not. the team is going to be a ton of fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. You know, they're, they're basically the philosophy they've taken is they told Isaac, hey, shoot it, put it up <laughs> from a distance. And, it, you know, that shot will develop. That shot will get there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, tonight was – they were missing, like, like nine players tonight. Of course. So, I mean, there's, there's really nothing to look at as far as the Knicks go. But, yeah, I mean, they play fast. They play frenetic. They play fun. It's 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 going to be a good season, I think.
3: kind of yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's just a preseason, but it kind of feels like it's an Arizona Cardinals type team where they are young and they are competitive. They're not going to win their division. They might not make the playoffs, but it's going to be an enjoyable team to watch with, which we've been spoiled with great teams for years. And last year being the one exception where we, you know, obviously won what nineteen games or something crazy, like right? That. And you know, it feels like forever since we've had a good Cavs team at this point. But honestly, I think we're going to have some a good product out there this year, and I think the guys are going to play really well. And I'm excited to see all these young dudes out there, kind of building their chemistry and um, hopefully getting some good wins out there.
1: Well, I think it's I think it's funny because it's it's so far the players that that Tim Alcorn just was going off about on our podcast last week so far those are the guys that have been playing the best you know listen Andre Drummond I think is the best player on our team right now uh yeah he's he's just the dude just drops 20 points and 15 boards every night well yeah I mean he's gonna have 20 and 15 well you knew that coming
2: in though too I mean you knew that that's exactly what you were gonna get when, 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 when we traded for him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a really nice player to have for sure. I mean, any, I mean any player that's going to drop 25 and 15 or <laughs> 20 and 15 every game. Uh, yeah, I, I would take him on my team in an NBA in an yeah. NBA game at, at, at any point
1: really. And the fact that you have two of those type of players, two of those type of players, Kevin Love, also a guy that can get you 20 and 15 any given night. The fact that you got two of those trotting out in the starting lineup every week is awesome. But it's the guys that Tim was getting excited about. Isaac Okoro looks really, really good so far. Defensively, he is awesome. And he's way better offensively than I think a lot of people were giving him credit for. Darius Garland has been fantastic in the preseason so far. And again, it's preseason. It may not mean a lot yet, but Darius Garland looks like a totally – like, Darius Garland, when he is the guy out on the court with the ball, last year, here's what I said to Tim – Last year, you hardly even noticed he was on the court. This year, when Darius Garland has the ball, it feels like, oh, Darius Garland's got the ball. Like, you notice him out on the court. Uh, uh, We haven't seen Larry Nance. He's been out battling a concussion issue. We haven't seen him much. But, yeah, it's just – I don't know, guys. I'm excited. Uh, Seeing them on TV a little bit, seeing them on the Internet has made me excited. Hearing them on the radio has got me excited. And you know what? It's been, again, it's been so long. If, if the NBA just ended but it's the Cav, we haven't seen the Cavs since March I'm just I'm great right. cra- I'm dying for a Cavs game
2: you know what my favorite thing I mean going back to Drummond for a little bit but you know what my favorite thing about him is he is a new school player in the mold of an old school body like people think that like the, the big man has gone by the wayside in the NBA, though, like a traditional big man, well, he is the size of a traditional big man, but he can bang it around inside when you need him
1: to because that 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 uh, that boy big that 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 boy that definitely good good. <laughs> he is a big boy man. You know what he's he is like the antithesis of like kind of that star player. Like he is mm-hmm. just happy to be out there playing basketball. Yeah, like. Uh-huh. That kind of surprised me about Andre Drummond. He is just he is he has taken on being a Clevelander. He is taken he he's posting pictures at Browns games and shit, talking about how he loves the city. Uh and and he you don't hear he he is one of the best big men in the game, one of the best centers, true centers, right. uh playing basketball. Uh and I think he's the best rebounder in basketball. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's just out there, he's posting dance videos with his teammates and, like, just having a good time. And and he's just not, like, he's not the essential superstar. He's like that guy that just is out there having fun playing, and he just happens to be really good. So I, lo- I love having Andre Drummond on the team. Uh, because earlier in the podcast we had Jared from Aesthetically Speaking, the podcast, uh, on the show, the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to the Cavs and the NBA in general, uh, they've also released – their new jersey looks for the year. We talked with Jared about the Indians rebrand, obviously. And then a little bit about the NHL's like reverse retro jerseys that they've got going on. The NBA has released their city jerseys, which, uh, again, they release those every year. Uh, obviously start with Cleveland. Cleveland is a – it's like that black uh, and maroon and gold color scheme uh, that uh, it doesn't have the sleeves, but it looks like the jerseys that had the sleeves just without the sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's got like a Cleveland across the front, but every letter is in a different font. And it's meant to represent like rock and roll. Like we're not, you know, rock and roll is meant to be like a little bit of anarchy everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys seen it. What, what are your thoughts, Chad? Have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen it.
2: And it. it um, I, I, the reviews I've seen online, like people that haven't really liked it, but I mean, it's it's not my favorite. I'll be honest with you, but... I I think the story behind the design of it is actually really cool. You know, all all those letters on the front of that Jersey are supposed to represent like a different album cover from the, the, like the rocket from a band that was like pretty much discovered in Cleveland. Like people, like people don't realize that so many famous artists kind of really made a name for themselves in Cleveland, like a Bruce Springsteen or Rush. uh, Yeah. Or Rush like made just made a name for themselves in Cleveland. So it's, it really is representative of that. And that's, I do like about it. So the look I'm, I'm not a fan of, but the design idea, the idea behind the design of it is really cool to me.
1: Yeah. It looks like there are letters. The E is from the logo. It's a lot of band logos. So the E is from like the who's logo. Uh, The V is from David Bowie. Uh, The E is one of the other E's is Metallica. The L yeah. is from the Beatles. Uh, the A is from Nirvana. The D is Pink Floyd. Like, that's pretty cool, actually. That's yeah. That is a that's a, a cool. It's a cool way. I think people people in Cleveland get so tired of all the Cleveland teams constantly barraging us with rock and roll shit. Right. I get that, but like, that's probably the coolest way I've seen a team incorporate rock and roll into anything
2: yeah i mean and and the thing is that with with the Cavs organization being a member you know being an employee of that organization you know whenever they don't do anything half-assed you know they always put a lot of thought into everything that they do and and so you know the 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 idea behind this uniform yeah it's just it's really cool again the look of it eh, it's it's not my favorite but the idea behind it is is really cool yeah. So,
1: anyways, you know, with those uh, jerseys. Oh, go ahead, Joe.
2: I was just
3: gonna say, kind of to Jared's point, I, you know, we when we some that he didn't really get into a whole lot, but I, is that what we're doing every year in the NBA? Are we doing a new city jersey every year?
1: Yeah. They do one every ridiculous. year. I think
3: that's yeah. ridiculous, personally. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's just too much. It's too much. I I don't I don't know like the thought behind it, um, but it's it's. Very, like, forgettable. Like, I feel like jerseys and sports brands and logos should be an iconic thing, Um, which is why, like, changing the logo for the Indians is such a big deal to everybody. Like, what? Like, there's there's not a lot iconic about a city jersey that changes every year to me. It just kind of seems like something they throw out there to kind of have something else to sell, personally.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, it's an alternate. So, it's not like the team's main jersey. It's something they'll wear every once in a while, home games, uh, you know, it's not like, especially the, no, the yeah. iconic jerseys, the Celtics aren't going to change their Jersey, the late, you know, the,
0: the they iconic have, jerseys, you know, they, have, they have a
3: contract to play with those jerseys X amount of games a season, right. but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it isn't, it's not special at all to me. It's just another Jersey that they're throwing out this year that will have something else next year that might be better or might be worse. But I do think the, the tributes to the, the different rock group logos is cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I think like it's cool. I think – I don't know. I, yeah. Chad uh, or Joe, I don't know if you guys have looked through all the city jerseys. Uh, Chad, I, I think you did a little bit. Did you? Were there any that stood out to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I no, want, not really. I not really. It stood out to me. What's that? If, when I first looked at it, I went, ugh, hideous. And then I, then I looked at it again and I went, wait, why does that look familiar? And then I realized what it was. The Boston Celtics – and I don't like anything Boston, but the Boston Celtics, their city jersey, they took their championship banners and made it a jersey. Like, they, like, reversed it into a jersey. And I think it's really cool looking. Uh, it's it's your championship banner is your jersey. It's cool, but
3: it just doesn't feel special. Like, like when the NBA does their re- – or, I'm sorry, when the NHL does their reverse retro jerseys, like, those feel cool and, like, special because the nhl has their home and their away uniforms and unless you're playing in the winter classic that's all you play with um there's no like there's no like huge draw like mass draw to these cities jerseys other than like there might be a cool like niche group of people that like this specific jersey this year that they didn't like last year or something like that
2: yeah fair fair yeah and, and yeah and that's what i'm saying is like like I don't know if it was you guys. I mentioned this too, but when is it too much? Because they've come out, they come out with so many different jerseys. Now mm-hmm. it, it doesn't feel like there's even a standard home and away uniform for any of these teams anymore. No.
1: Yeah, again, no. that doesn't. I I don't know. I guess I I don't totally agree with that. I like. I feel like I'm watching the Cavs, and you've got the whites, and you've got the the wines, and they'll throw a black out there every once in a while. The golds and, and the, the, the blues. I I don't, I don't, I I guess I just don't mind it. And and here's the other reason I don't mind it. Every other sport has like a wearable jersey. (laughs) Here's the other reason I don't mind it. I'm not trying to buy like basketball jerseys. They're not wearable. I can't wear those anytime. Like,
4: I'm
1: not guy that's going to chuck a basketball jersey on, uh, like sleeveless and walk around town and be like, you guys see how big my arms aren't? Uh,
2: Well, I think (laughs) you're more concerned with the side
1: boob. Oh, well, that could be it too. (laughs) For me, it's why I think the NBA can be more fun. And again, remember, culturally, the NBA is, the NBA is, uh, of all the sports, of every sport, the NBA has the most cultural impact. Like, they are are incredible when it comes to that. And so just, like, switching it up and, and keeping things different and cool, like... Some of these jerseys, Golden States is awesome, which sucks because I hate them. Uh, they uh, do have the best city jerseys. Some some of their jerseys are really cool. And you know what? makes it look cool every once in a while. It's just something different. Uh, and, yeah. and I don't they're know. They're definitely like the most – the NBA is
2: definitely the most progressive league in all of professional sports, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, a lot of jersey talk today. We got to, uh, again, our friend Jared Gilkerson. Uh, guys, do you have anything else before we wrap this thing up?
2: Shout out to Larry Nance Jr. since we just talked about him. Oh yes, uh, please for helping out helping out uh, small businesses. If anybody doesn't know, Larry Nance Jr. is going to wants people to send him clothes to the Cleveland Clinic Courts, and he's going to wear uh, these clothing's to to games. He's going to take pictures of them, tweet about the businesses, and and support all of these small businesses this year. Uh, and he's also going to match. I, I, um, oh gosh, I forgot the detail about that. He's going to match. Uh, something go go to his twitter page yeah uh, larry, Remember, like larry, larry, larry Nance whatever. jr to get yeah to get all of the details but he's uh he, he's uh, launching a campaign to basically support all these small businesses during the covid era so shout out to larry nance jr great job to him
1: yeah one of these days we're going to try to get larry on but uh yeah uh send him go look at his twitter page that's really really cool i'm glad you brought that up chad yeah he wants an extra large shirt which for the life of me i do not understand how that guy fits into an extra large shirt if he's like that tall and like I fit into an extra large shirt, but uh, uh, he wants people to send him those extra large shirts. He's going to wear them. He's going to represent local Cleveland businesses. I think that would, that was so cool. I appreciate you bringing that yeah. up, Chad. Really, really cool. So, yeah.
2: what if, so what if he sends like, what if like a, a woman's clothing store, like sends him a tank top? Is he going to wear it? Like.
1: <laughs> I don't know, but Chad, I think you should send him a garage beer shirt. Oh, uh, oh, uh, done, 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 done. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, again, thank you very much to Jared Gilkerson, who joined us from the Aesthetically Speaking podcast to talk a little bit about the Indians uh, and their um, name change. Uh, again, go follow them at AestheticsPod on Twitter and Aesthetically Speaking underscore pod on Instagram. Uh, They do a great job, and it's very fun to listen to. So uh, go check them out. Uh, And otherwise, uh, it's been fun talking Browns. We got Browns Giants coming up this weekend. We got Ohio State. We didn't even talk about that, but Big Ten Championship coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last question before we go, and I know we're going. I I never got the answer for this. Why are NFL teams playing on Saturday?
3: It's the end of the season. They always do that. Like this early? Like
1: week 15? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought it was, it was like done. the very end. Okay. All right. Uh, so Brown's in a big game, Buckeyes playing for the big 10 championship, and then we'll see what happens after that. Uh, but a lot of fun coming up. So uh, again, for, for Joey over there at garage beers, Joe, for Chad at garage beers, Chad, I am garage beers, Mike, go follow the page at the garage beers on Twitter and Instagram and follow us on Facebook as well. Uh, But for us, uh, thank you for listening. Episode 43. That is a wrap. Cheers, everybody.
4: Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.
5: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.